What's up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to episode 105 of the Sponsor Day Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. Thank you very much for listening. In this episode, I speak about the original YouTube series, Cobra Kai. I also speak about the Ali Wong comedy special, Hard Knock Wife, which I believe is her second special. And the senseless murders of Junior Lissandro Guzman Feliz and Triple X Tentacion. Stick around. So YouTube has jumped in to the original content creation space with a bit of a surprising splash with their original series Cobra Kai. And I don't want to say original original content uh, creating space uh, because that is what YouTube is, right? Like anybody that has videos on YouTube, it's their original um, creative content. And they're by far the largest library of videos. It's like the go-to place for videos. Vimeo to a lesser extent, but every other video platform pales in comparison to YouTube. But what I mean by original content is like creating its own like series and shows the way that Netflix does and Amazon does with like Sneaky Pete or Netflix does with a slew of shows that it's created. Like House of Cards and Ozark and 13 Reasons Why and et cetera, et cetera. And I, I, I'm not sure if YouTube has, I know they have other content, but I don't know if Cobra Kai was like their first or just like their first hit. I'm guessing it's not their first first, but it's definitely their first hit. And uh, YouTube has it available via its uh, paid subscription service. And a uh, tip for you folks is sign up. When you sign up, you get like 30, 30 days free. And, you know, if you choose to keep it after the fact, you know, feel free. But as far as I know, Cobra Kai is really the only thing that was worth kind of sort of worth checking it out and um i was on the fence about it at first i almost like missed watching the series but i'm really glad that i actually watched it and i signed up for the free 30 day trial and then just cancel it if you don't want to stick around and i forget how much it is i think it's like 4.99 a month or something like that or 7.99 a month like similar to like netflix but i think it's cheaper though um something else that's cool with it if you do ch- you know, decide for whatever reason to stay with the subscription is that you could download uh, YouTube videos, like regular YouTube videos that you watch. Um, you could download them and watch them offline. All right. But uh, Cobra Kai is a show uh, 32 years, I believe, after the fact from a hit 80s movie called The Karate Kid. And there were, like, sequels to The Karate Kid and, like, remakes of The Karate Kid with, like, uh, Jaden Smith, for example. Um, and Jackie Chan did, like, a remake version. And But the original, original Karate Kid was the shit. And if you are of a certain age, you are familiar with the movie. And uh, if not, it's worth going back and checking out. So the first thing that Cobra Kai does well is the nostalgic element of the show of the series which is unavoidable right it has like most of the original cast members definitely the most uh prominent ones it's they have direct references to the movie it's not like 
um, you know, in the future and they try not to like speak about the movie because they don't have the rights to it or something like that. You know, it's, you know, direct references to the movie, flashbacks to the movie. And you see like different camera angles and different points of views um, from the original movie stuff that didn't come out in the actual movie, which is pretty cool. It's literally like an extension of the movie, just like where are they now 30 years later type of thing. Now, I was on the fence with watching it because, I don't know, it sounded kind of sort of corny. And from the, the commercials that I saw of it, it was like, eh, maybe. But it seemed kind of like corny-ish. And um, YouTube, by the way, you know, you can watch the first two episodes for free without even like signing up or whatever. And that's what got me into watching the episode were two things. One of my coworkers saw the series and he loved it. The other thing was uh, before that I heard, I forget his name, uh, Ralph Macchio, the guy that plays uh, the main character, uh, Daniel LaRusso, and also the guy that plays Johnny on the Nerdist podcast, and which is renamed to Something Idiot podcast, but I don't know. I'll always reference that as the Nerdist probably. I don't know why they changed the name. It was like such like dope branding, but they were on a Chris Hardwick's podcast and the way they described it and, and it went deeper than obviously what you get from the commercials and from like their point of view and stuff like that. I was like, Oh, you know, maybe it is worth the watch. And then a coworker of mine saw it and said it was, it it was worth the watch. He liked it. And I was like, fuck it. Let me, let me watch like the free episode. And I saw literally the first episode and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm definitely watching this series. And what I like about it, it, it do, definitely does have corny moments. Like it has, it has elements of what originally I assumed it would all be about, which is what why I was on the fence. I thought it was just gonna be like a cheesy, uh, I don't know, like a cheesy extension to a movie type of thing, and like trying to juice something, and it would just be like super corny and and like PG thirteen ish, or I don't know. Um, and it definitely had some elements of that where it was like a bit on the nose, like in certain, certain scenes or certain lines, but it was very much so outweighed in my opinion by the fact that it wasn't like PG 13 ish. It was like, it had cursing, it had like non PC, uh, references, you know, like today everything is like, everybody's like overly pc and everybody gets up in arms about like fat shaming or or bullying and like stuff like that and this series i thought would be like that on steroids but it's not it's like some of the kids are like that that are in it um but it stays true to like the whole high school experience so you know some kids are just assholes and then the the like the grown-ups um for example like the guy that played johnny which was the bully in the movie of uh, the Karate Kid in the original movie. Um, he, like, is completely, like, non-PC, which is cool. Like, he's like, back in my day, we, we call you fucking uh, nerds pussy, you know? And he says that to, like, a 17-year-old that's, he's, like, teaching karate and shit. Um, in, what else? Like, one of the opening scenes that kind of, like, laid it out for me and i was like oh that's the type of show it's gonna be uh johnny comes out of his apartment and he's like 
you know he, he it show it kind of shows him that he grew up to be like a miserable older man that's like struggling to make ends meet and just living in like a like a slum apartment and you know sloppy beer bottles everywhere he has a drinking problem shit like that and then he comes out and uh to throw his, his trash out and there's this uh hispanic kid that sees him uh in the parking lot throwing out the trash and he's like oh hey mister um me and my family we just moved into apartment 109 i just wanted to introduce myself and he's like great more fucking immigrants that's what like johnny says and then the kid is like actually we're from Rosita." or something like he just said it like confused but then that kind of like set the stage for like to me like what type of show or how the show was going to be like carry itself out or at least his character and he's like that throughout the series and um you know obviously his character evolves a bit and he has an arc like every character does but he definitely doesn't shy away from his original bully roots and in like one scene a girl uh that goes to his dojo to to train uh she wants to train and, and he says you know this isn't for girls you know no girls allowed type of thing and they ask him why and he's like because girls are, are whining they cry and they're gonna complain and blah 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 but then he asks her like why she wants to to join if she's gonna bullied and stuff like that and she says yes and she says that she gets like emails and text messages saying that she should kill herself and that she's fat and yeah it makes her not want to go to school sometimes etc and it's kind of like this like oh like moment and then he's like looking at her like concerned and then his reaction to that is is and do you know who these kids are so you could like kick their ass and she's like no you know they normally send like messages like that anonymously and he has like this look of concern in his face and you think it's like a concern for the girl like getting bullied and he's like those fucking pussies in my day if you wanted to bully somebody you did it to their face there was some pride in it there was some you know it took balls to bully somebody these these little bitches nowadays just hide behind the tablets and phones and shit and to me, it was like an oddly refreshing take on the situation. <laughs> then Daniel LaRusso, for those of you that didn't watch The Karate Kid, you know, is a kid that he goes from Jersey to L.A. when he's younger. And he is the son of a single mom and they're kind of poor. And he's a new kid in the school. And he gets bullied by this kid, Johnny, who's like one of the popular kids and comes from an affluent family. You know, it's like a feel-good 80s movie where the kid that gets bullied winds up overcoming the bully at the end and being, like, the hero. And he grows up to kind of be, like, a, he, uh, definitely successful in terms of financially. And his family life seems very stable. He has a wife. He has a daughter. He has a son. And he has a successful business in the same, same uh, like, town that he grew up in oh shout out to brett ernst by the way that's that's a, a comedy store comic and a host of the what's on the list podcast and he is in the movie as well he plays daniel larusso's cousin i'm sorry in the in the tv show and he's funny so daniel grows up to be kind of like like snobby 
not like super snobby, but like enjoying his wealth. Kind of snobby, you know what I mean? So the way it's shot, like from the beginning, you kind of like feel bad for Johnny, like the bully guy. So Johnny doesn't have much going for him. He uh, get winds up getting fired, and this little, uh, the next door neighbor kid that he called an immigrant said, uh, or he saw, he bumped into him, and he was getting bullied by a bunch of kids from his school, and then Johnny, like, jumped in, and, but he only jumped in because they, like, punched the kid and knocked him on, onto his car, and he told them to get off, to get the fuck off his car, and then he was just gonna let them, like, beat him up, but then they started, like, cursing at him, and then Johnny which is the again the bully from the karate kid movie he like just fucked them all up with karate and um which again isn't like pg-13 shit you know like 40 year old man fucking up a bunch of 16 to 17 year olds um which is funny but then the little kid sees that and he asks him to like teach him and he says no blah 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 but then he had just gotten fired and he told him that he would pay him so he says yes and that kind of like steamrolls that kind of like snowballs into him opening reopening up the cobra kai dojo and getting more students and it's a it was an interesting juxtaposition in that the bully from the movie winds up being like the trainer for all these like nerds and geeks and the kids that get like picked on in school because the the spanish kid winds up getting like his friends to join and stuff like that and um it was like interesting and then on the flip side like daniel russo you know he's just running a su- his successful business but then um he gets the itch and and you know he's reminiscing about his like karate days and stuff like that and he still he used to train his daughter but then his daughter like you know grew out of it and you know it was kind of like a popular cool girl in school and she's more into that than chilling with dad and doing karate and shit and he winds up like mentoring this kid which actually winds up being uh johnny's estranged son which is a little on the nose but interesting the kid he's kind of like a bad kid resents his father you know doesn't go to school dropped out and like steals and and it's an interesting juxtaposition where the good guy from the movie winds up being the sensei for the bad kid and then the bully from the movie winds up being the sensei for the like all the little good kids like all the little nerds and stuff that was like an interesting twist that i liked and you know what's sick there's a scene a specific scene in the movie where johnny's telling the kid uh, about his high school days and about the larusso's and why he hates them and stuff like that because they still have this like rivalry beef or whatever when they when they see each other like everything like comes back and they pretty much like pick up where they left off type of thing and you know daniel's a successful uh business owner in the town and he tries to get the cobra kai dojo like shut down and like a bunch of shit like that like goes on throughout the series what was interesting is that they show they show the movie um or i'm sorry johnny like explaining you know why he hates uh, daniel and he's uh, telling the kid about his experience in high school and stuff like that and how daniel came and he was like the new kid in school and he wound up uh taking his girl which is true but like they had like recently broken up 
in the movie and then she took a liking to daniel and that started the rivalry between them back in high school uh, etc etc and but he tells the story from like his point of view and it's like nothing nothing conflated nothing nothing exaggerated nothing you know he just tells it from like his side and it shows like the same scenes in this sequence and and but just from like his point of view as opposed to daniel's point of view which is what you see in the movie and it's so fucking interesting it's like you you see that and you're like yo it's true daniel's the fucking asshole fucking came in took his girl fuck you know um got like extra hyper and like pushed him and when he started like teasing him and telling him to like take a hike and stop talking to his girl and then that's when like johnny kicked him but in the movie it's like johnny like fucked him up with karate and then that's why he started learning karate daniel did or whatever so it was just like really interesting and it maybe really made me think about uh pov you know like different people's point of views like not just in like stories and like with my own writing but in just like life in general like the same exact situation you know intellectually i know obviously that different people have different points of views and different interpretations of the same exact thing and um especially like when it comes to music or 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 stories or movies or or just conversations that you have with people and people can take different things away from it but it's like the way that it was like laid out in the show just like really brought that point home and um it was a dope series man it's 10 episodes i recommend it you guys should check it out cobra kai first two episodes available for free on youtube and if you're interested like i said uh sign up for it for the like free trial or whatever you get it free for 30 days watch the series binge watch it you can watch all of the, all of the episodes back to back just like netflix and um then cancel the subscription afterwards if if uh you don't find anything else that you like which reminds me i gotta cancel my shit Alrighty, next up is ali wong ali wong is another comedy store comic and she has a couple specials on netflix i saw the second one first because my wife had seen like her first one and then and she saw her second one and she, and she likes her and she told me i should watch it and i've heard her name before just like on different podcasts and stuff like that and and um i wanted to eventually see her stuff so i was like fuck it yeah and i started and watched her first i'm sorry her second uh comedy special then i went back and watched the first one after that but the second one she did both of them pregnant so she has at least two kids that i know of and she's like very pregnant on stage and a lot which is probably why my why my wife like liked her so much because my wife watched it while pregnant and you know it's a lot of like pregnancy related things obviously you know that's her experience at the time what else is she going to speak about it would have been weird if she didn't speak about it and uh, a lot of like relationship stuff and she's like dirty and not like as in cleanliness you know she seems like very clean and nice but <laughs> like a dirty comic meaning that she curses and she's raunchy and speaks speaks about like raunchy shit and she was real and like raw and and by that i mean you know she didn't like sugarcoat stuff she wasn't like trying to be cute and she's a, a top level comic obviously a headliner but you know like a high quality one 
and i i definitely enjoyed her special she speaks about her husband how she like met her husband and found out that he was going to like harvard business school or harvard business grad school or something like that and she was talking about like she she was like her first thought was and you think that she's gonna say like you know i have to get him to notice me and maybe he'll ask me out and he's like the guy in my dreams or you know he's gonna have a lot of money or whatever and she was like i gotta trap his ass <laughs> and it's funny she's asian too which i don't know why but to me adds to like the funniness i don't know why that's probably racist but i'm not racist i swear but i think it's funny like when an asian does like when she does do like asian voices or something like that or like russell peters when he does an indian accent or something like that i find it hilarious so she does a little bit of that she was definitely amusing to to watch and i laughed out loud on more than one occasion throughout the special what else she like she lit she's wearing like a dress in it and she like lifts her dress up and like shows her panties and shit a couple times which i thought was pretty ballsy even though she doesn't have balls to do um what else and she she's actually um more popular than like i even knew of because like i knew her name just from like the whole you know a lot of podcasts i listen to and the whole comedy store crew they're like following shit but like i don't know like they have like halloween costumes of her because she has like like a distinct look and like little little kids like parents dressed up like their little girls as ali wong for like halloween like shit like that she has like these big red glasses and like a zebra dress she's an interesting cat and definitely funny and worth the watch so check it out it's on netflix the one that i recommend more is the second one but the first one was funny too from what i remember but the second one was definitely more memorable and it's called hard knock wife all right next up it's been it's been a few weeks uh probably even a couple months already since these things happened but the a murder of this 15 year old kid from the bronx here in new york called whose name was lisandro guzman feliz they called him junior and he for those of you that don't know the story you know there's videos online i remember seeing it like literally the day like the next day after it happened and i saw like the whole thing and it's these kids in the bronx that like chase this kid into a bodega and like drag him out and then they like stab him a bunch of times and uh, a couple of them had machetes and like hit him with machetes and then the kid like ran away or after after they all bounced these fucking pussies that jump people after they all run away and bounce uh the kid tries to like trek it to the hospital which is a couple blocks away but he collapses before getting there and then like bleeds out and dies and supposedly it was due to this kid was like banging one of their girls or sisters or ex-girls or it was something over a girl and the crazy shit is that the kid that they killed wasn't even the guy that they were looking for he just looked like him and 
the reason why there's there was like video of the entire thing was because there was uh, surveillance cameras in the bodega on the inside and on the outside as well and then somebody was video recording like the whole thing from like the roof or like a higher up floor on their phone instead of like calling the cops and this whole shit was sad as soon as i saw it also the first thing that jumped into my mind was that it was the trinitarios gang because i remember uh i used to watch like a lot of different like gang videos and just used to wind up in like youtube wormholes of you know different organized crime cultures like whether it be like the italian and and russian mafia the mexican mafia and mr teen and then uh more locally like latin kings and bloods and and nietas and skinheads and like jail culture and it's like it's they're fascinating cultures and like groups not in a good way but definitely fascinating and i remember seeing this gang called trinitarios where it was mainly dominicans if not all dominicans and their stronghold is in like the bronx and washington heights and they rival with like land kings and bloods and you know territory shit um and but their thing was like they if i remember correctly were green like lime green and but their thing was having machetes and as soon as i saw like them take out machetes and like they were hacking at this kid with machetes like i remembered i was like oh shit and it's in the bronx yeah that's those motherfuckers um and it's sad obviously somebody died the five i think it was like five or six of them and then it wound up being like nine or or 12 people that were involved like the shot callers and the people that actually uh committed the the murder like they all wound up getting like caught and it's like all their lives are over you know what i mean like the kids obviously that died the family that lost a son and then all all those kids that that's it they're going to jail for life fucking 19 20 18 17 16 year olds whatever they were and it's just sad and the the dude or 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 the chick like recording it from the roof it's kind of telling to how generation now the or this younger generation which makes me feel like an old man like even saying that but and probably older generations used to say that about like our generation and but i mean whatever it's the position that i'm in right this generation is like so desensitized to things where one even seeing like seeing something like that you like record it to like post it online to like post it on world star and two where the, the kids involved in that act not that murders and like gang violence and shit like that didn't always exist because it has and maybe now it's just more prevalent because people are capturing it on video and stuff like that and that's definitely part of it but i just feel like this this like killing is no longer like the nuclear option like before like at least like gang violence and little clicks and, and stuff like that like back in in when i was in high school and shit and that's like the era that you go through like you're more 
that type of shit is more in your face because kids are you know more impressionable and you know it's a known fact that gangs and and cliques and shit prey on on junior high school and high school kids because of that fact that they're more impressionable and they don't have anything going for them and that's how they recruit people etc but like the big thing when i was in school was getting jumped like you get jumped like punched and kicked and you get stomped out like that was a big thing like oh you got knocked down and then they stomped you out like that type of shit or like shooting the fair where it's like one-on-one like getting robbed like that type of shit but like somebody getting killed or something like that that was like a nuclear option type of thing you know like that's how it was viewed that's why that's how it was like thought of but like now i feel like it's no longer a nuclear option that's just like one of the options like i feel like just as easily as a kid could like get jumped is like just as easy as he could get shot just as easy as he could get stabbed just as easy it's just like one other thing like oh you know my tool belt of like five options punch him shoot him stab him spit in his face uh eh, pick stab him today you know like it, it just feels like very watered down in terms of an option and again maybe i'm wrong maybe it's just because like i said it's it's you see it more now because of technology and shit but i don't know that's just the like the general feeling i get and it's fucking sad yo uh the, the bodeguero the the owner of the bodega got a lot of shit and people say that he should have helped because like in the surveillance footage you see him like running in and he tries to like go behind the counter and the guy pushes him out and then when the other guys come in which at that point you know somebody runs in your store and tries to jump behind you're like yo what the fuck you don't know what's going on and at that point i wasn't with the criticism of the bodeguero and I don't even know if I if I still if I am because I wasn't there. I, I don't know the story. Some people say that he was involved, that he knew the gang guys, and it was all planned or some like conspiracy theory type shit. But just from the standpoint of what I could see in their surveillance video, you know, somebody runs in and tries to jump over the counter to behind where I'm at. It's like, of course, I'm going to tell you, you know, get the fuck out. Like I don't know what's going on. Uh, but then when they come to the, the the guys that like jump him and stab him come into the bodega and they start like pulling him and like dragging him out the bodeguero guy looks like he's helping them but i don't know if he's like just trying to get everybody the fuck out of his store type of thing or or what but the criticism is you know you see you know five or six people like jumping a kid a 15 year old even though he looked older he looked like 18 or 17 he looked just as old as the guys that were jumping him which are probably all around the same age anyway. I don't know what their exact ages were, but um, he was 15 and looked a bit older. But the criticism was, why didn't he help? They said he could have stopped it if he if he intervened. And from his point of view, you know, he sees these dudes with, like, knives and, you know, gangster kids and machetes and shit. And should he have helped? I don't know. How? Uh, I heard a story that he has a gun in the bodega. Definitely, if he did, it's kind of like, yeah, you probably could have pulled out the gun and, like, scared everybody away type of thing. And if it's true that he had a gun there, probably would have done that and called the cops immediately so he could come, like, settle shit down. But I don't know. I mean, I wasn't there. 
it's easy to like pass judgment when you're not there you're not in going through the situation but that said i would like to think that if i was in that situation i don't know how i would have reacted if i didn't like have a gun or anything like that and somebody you know crazy shit just brawl breaks out in, in my store but if i had a gun i would like to think that that you know let a shot off maybe or or just pull it out to like scare everybody and get everybody to stop and maybe kick them out the store that way then you know call the cops that'll be like the quickest like first thing and maybe that's like the biggest criticism for that like he did i don't know if he did that soon enough i don't even know if he did call the cops or maybe he did maybe he called them like right after i don't know so i'm speculating on all that other stuff but just from the surveillance videos it's like i don't know it could go either way i understand both sides of the criticism there then right around the same time you have the the murder of the the rapper triple x tentacion which i had heard his name before because i know he was on i think i think he was like one of the double uh, xl's like freshman cover of up and coming like rappers or whatever and he's supposedly like big on the internet and or like streaming like soundcloud like type of thing um popular with the younger generation but i don't know like any of his music or anything like that after he got killed i went back and i i watched a few of his videos um I th- I, maybe like two songs a song or two but i saw like at least like three or four of his actual like interviews that he did like at radio stations or or they posted on his uh like instagram live and stuff like that and he seemed like a troubled kid but he did like the and this is like the narrative that was like spoken of him um as well but i kind of saw it in his interviews like the narrative fit at least the interviews that i saw was that he was like this troubled uh kid with like mental issues and shit like that but that he kind of sort of seemed like he was starting to get his shit together like starting to get stuff in order and he's he was like what like 18 19 years old uh he gets gunned down in his car which is sad over some beef or or something or i think it was more senseless than that but i think it was like double like a double thing because it was like a beef but the the guy that like shot him uh, robbed him like he took his wallet and i don't know if he took his wallet like because the point was just to rob him or if that was just like a trophy type of thing but what ties into the whole like senseless desensitized younger generation world star generation is that that kid or person that shot him literally was on his instagram live talking about i got xxx tentacion's wallet and i'm the dude that just killed him and this video is gonna go viral now blah 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 like that's what he's worried about he's worried about the video going viral like his he was with somebody else and his boy was like you know you just snitched on yourself by doing that and that shit's nuts when like the recording and sharing and liking and retweeting and viralness or viral ability of something trumps what the actual thing is whether it's something good or something bad 
And I'll tell you, I think we we all, or at least I know I don't want to speak for anybody else, but even myself, like I catch myself sometimes, you know, thinking about or wanting to capture something to like share it in like the perfect way and put together a really cool video or whatever. And some of that is because I like the creativity or like crafting of like stuff like that and finding like the right song that captures the emotion that I was feeling and the thing or whatever. And a large part of it, I know at least for myself, is um, I look back on a lot of pictures and stuff like that. And it's things that honestly, like, I don't think I would have remembered unless I thought really hard. You know, if I if that happens in like a span of a few months or a couple of years, I could imagine 10 years from now, like I would want to see like pictures from my 23rd birthday. You know what I mean? And be like, oh, yeah, this person was there. Oh, shit. I wonder what happened to her. Or, oh, you know. Like, this is definitely in large part that, but there must be, there has to be, I know there is, like, some that pull to, like, post and get likes and, and that, like, unhealthy impulse that I'm criticizing this, like, younger generation for just, like, being on steroids with that shit. So it's dangerous, it's prevalent, it's ubiquitous it's all around us and that's why there's like psychologists studying the effects on children and and minimizing screen time and stuff like that and the whole no screens at dinner type of movement and stuff like that which is good um because we should balance shit you know that shit like this is what happens when you don't balance things when you go off the deep end, when you kill somebody to fucking take a picture of his wallet afterwards and go viral, you know, that's the extreme other end of fucked up And how do we fix all this stuff? I don't know. But I believe that speaking about it can't hurt, putting it out there highlighting how wrong it is and putting that into the zeitgeist you know be a podcast be a conversation that you have with friends and family speak to younger kids that you have in your family you know little cousins your own kids like all that shit is steps in the right direction i think uh, jamie fox for example during the bt awards he was hosting this year he like went off prompter or off script and started speaking about you know triple x dying and and the senseless violence that has been happening and you know has been prevalent in chicago and just in general and speaking to the same issue i thought that was pretty cool and i don't know if that it would be naive to say that that's all it'll take to balance things out again just speaking about it but it's definitely a step in the right direction it'll get the conversation going and the conversation conversations precede action and the conversations help us figure out what those actions should be and with that said folks that is episode 105 of the sponsor day podcast i appreciate the fuck out of you guys for listening stay tuned for the outro and to listen to ways you can help support the Today podcast until next time speak to you guys in a few weeks
depression and obsession Would you like to receive a short email from me once a week? You know that feeling you have on a Monday at work? when you have absolutely nothing to look forward to except for lunch? Have no fear, the Midday Monday Boost Letter is here. In this short weekly newsletter, you will receive five things. One is a photograph of the week from a photographer, a podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts, dozens and dozens of podcasts, hundreds of episodes, and I cherry pick the best ones and I share them with you here. You'll also receive a video of the week, which could be anything from a rap battle to a TED talk. You receive a quote of the week, something to let marinate in your mind, and a word of the week so that you and I can both step up our vocab. So if any of that sounds of interest to you, check it out. Check out the subscribe page at spuntray.com forward slash subscribe. Drop in your email address and you'll receive the very next one. For any writers or creatives out there, I have a questionnaire. It's a five question questionnaire that anyone is free to fill out. It's located at spuntray.com forward slash questionnaire. And what it is, is five open-ended questions related to your craft. It's things like what inspires you to write or create whenever you don't feel the inspiration to do so. What are your favorite apps or tools or tricks to trick yourself into getting into the mind state of actually creating what inspires you etc etc stuff like that and what i do with your responses is share them on a future episode of the podcast now you can choose to remain anonymous if you choose to you have that option right there when you fill out the questionnaire and if you do not choose to remain anonymous i give you a shout out on the podcast and promote for free whatever it is that you have going on so I appreciate you in advance for sharing that with me, as well as the rest of the listeners of the Today podcast, which would stand to gain from you filling out the questionnaire. Now, you can help support the podcast in a myriad of ways. One way which does not cost you anything and is most popular within the podcasting community is by shopping on Amazon using my affiliate links banner. So the way that works is you go to Spuntoday.com forward slash affiliate links or just click on the affiliate links tab at the top center of the page and there you will see a banner for amazon you literally just click on that and it takes you to amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do it does not cost you anything extra but amazon will give me a kickback just for driving traffic to their website so that would be a big help it literally costs you nothing extra financially just costs you a couple of extra clicks of your mouse before you do your amazon shopping the iTunes banner that's on that same page works the same way. So if you're purchasing music or movies or whatever it is on iTunes, 
feel free to go through my affiliate link portal there as well. If you want to make a one-time uh, PayPal donation, feel free to do so. There's a PayPal donation button on there as well. Within that same tab, you'll also find a link to the Spun Today Viral Style Store. Now, the Viral Style Store is a store where you can get Spun Today merch, whether it's a coffee mug or a t-shirt that I personally designed. And spoiler alert, I'm no, I'm no Ralph Lauren or, you know, whoever designs Gucci stuff. <laughs> but I did create the design of those shirts myself. I have a couple t-shirts on there. One that says, for example, right need every day, which is a play off of Snoop, Dre, and Nate Dogs. Smoke weed every day. So it's right need every day. It's like a puff cloud of smoke behind it. I have a podcast verse everybody t-shirt and uh, just stuff like that. So check it out. The link to the viral style store is also there. You can also help support the podcast on a reoccurring basis if you become a Patreon supporter. Now, Patreon is pretty cool and it there's a little um, video explanation of what it is and how it works, but I'll try to do my best to summarize it here. Basically, you sign on to Patreon, which is a free service for your account, and you can support not just myself, but any other uh, podcasters or creatives that also have Patreon pages. And you can choose to, for example, donate a dollar to them on a per episode basis. So the Spun Today podcast has two uh, episodes a month. So if you donate a dollar to it, it'll be two dollars a month, basically. And you set it up and it just happens automatically on a reoccurring basis. There are zero fees. You can cancel at any time. No hassle, no bullshit. And it's uh, it's a cool way to help support and is much appreciated. And also it's not just like a, for example, uh, a PayPal donation, which is just that, but through Patreon, it allows the creator, in this case being myself, to set up a reward system, if you will. So, if you donate a dollar per episode, you are considered a tier one supporter. If you donate $3 per episode, you are a second tier supporter, et cetera, et cetera. And it goes up to four tiers. And each tier gets different things, like uh, tier one gets a free Spun Today bookmark and a shout out on the podcast. Tier three gets, uh, gets those two things from tier one, as well as a free writing piece that's not posted on on my website or available to anyone else etc etc so check that out if you will and uh, visit my patreon page at patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash spun today another great amazing way to help support the podcast is to rate and review it this costs you absolutely nothing whether you listen on itunes on stitcher on TuneIn on iHeartRadio, on Pocket Casts, on Overcast, on Player FM, on Google Play, on YouTube, on Tumblr, or if you listen on Podbay or any other of your favorite podcast apps. Please rate and review the episode. It really is the number one way to help the show gain traction, gain exposure. You know, you could also share it with friends or family and tell them, you know, check out what this idiot is saying. Some of it is actually pretty good. Or it all fucking sucks and you should listen and laugh. But as long as you're listening, (laughs) it would be much appreciated. So rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you listen. Follow me on Twitter or on Instagram 
at Spun Today. Like the Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Spun Today. Subscribe to my YouTube page as well. All podcast episodes are available on YouTube as well as clipped versions. For example, with the Random Rant episodes, you know, I speak about a bunch of different topics instead of having the full episode alone, which is also available on YouTube. But you also have snippets of the different topics broken up into more digestible chunks. So check that out. You can also support by checking out my book, Make Way For You, Tips For Getting Out Of Your Own Way. It's a quick, short read if you're looking for some inspiration and motivation. And you can find out more about it at spuntray.com forward slash books. There you'll find a video of me telling you all how the book came to fruition, as well as a couple of audio excerpts. If you're interested, you can purchase it wherever books are sold. Kindle, iBooks, Kobo, an ebook or paperback format, which you can find on Amazon. Also, for being a Spun Today listener, I can also send you a free copy right there on that same landing page at sponsor.com forward slash books. Drop in your email address at the bottom of the page and I'll shoot you over a copy in the format of your choice. And that's all I got, folks. Thanks again for checking out this episode. And as always, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.